It's time to clip your last good piece and dig in because the runout starts now. Today's show is brought to you by Outdoor Research. Outdoor Research has been in the gear design game since long before folks started calling a medium grande. Yet their commitment to function and beauty means that OR gear will get you through the toughest epics or whisk you into the cafe for that post-Dom Patrol cappuccino amongst the sad, sad night owls who stayed up till 4 a.m. binge-watching Netflix. Innovation and versatility are woven into the very fabric at OR, so you know you're covered whether you're spooning with your bestie on a forced bivy or just on the cold stumble to work on a blurry Monday morning. So check out all their sleek designs at OutdoorResearch.com or your favorite local shop. world of rock climbing, few actions are more socially taboo than manufacturing holds, except of course wearing manpreys. And yet, if you climb limestone sport routes, your chubby digits have likely dry-fired off chipped, glued, or comfortized holds more times than you realize or are willing to admit. Yes, chipping is sport climbing's dirty but open secret. Really, more like privileged information or flat-out denial. And yet, when does it go too far, becoming wholesale manufacturing paraded in front of us like a gaudy Mardi Gras float of ego and bad judgment? A recent open letter to the climbing community was published by local developers from Ten Sleep, Wyoming, decrying and pulling the veil off roots, cliffs, and whole areas of completely and blatantly manufactured outdoor climbs. The author's collective outrage prompted this manifesto against the offending developers and asked others to sign on in protest. The fury of the internet ensued. An open letter in the digital age felt old school, and since we are too, Andrew and I felt compelled to discuss the gray area in the subject of chipping. We asked questions you should be asking yourself if you sport climb outdoors. Is chipping ever okay? Does climbing on chipped holds tacitly condone the practice? And should there be a background check to buy a hiltier Bosch? I'm Chris Kalous with Andrew Bisharat, and you're listening to The Runout. All right, Chris. So we are amidst a 1980s era true life ethics debate in climbing right now. And that is because there is this scathing new open letter on Rock and Ice's website to uh, the climbing community in Tent Sleep to stop chipping cliffs. And I thought that this was uh, something that we maybe didn't need to worry about as much, but it appears to be in full force. I I think at first, at least the first place I saw it blow up was on, of course, on Mountain Project. I assume, I didn't look, but I assume there's something happening to it over at Super Topo as well. And then, yeah, it's it's one of those things that I think it started there and, uh, you know, sort of gain momentum to the point where some but some someone like Rock and Ice would decide to put it up as news and reprint it verbatim to go out to the wider community that they have. And basically the issue is that intensely JB Hobb, Aaron Huey, and Charlie Cardaleff, and 
I don't know if I'm pronouncing all this correctly, but they wrote an open letter talking about how full-fledged cliffs have been chipped, basically talking about how nearly every route on some of these cliffs have, have drilled pockets, drilled holes, all that sort of thing, and how it's just kind of gone from this thing that would chipping that would happen on certain routes and be kind of like a whispered little secret to uh this open use of it to to not only um you know make sure that your hard project would go which is usually where it goes down but to create full-fledged you know moderates out of out of blank blank canvases kind of a thing and so that's what the letter is addressing and kind of just putting it out there as it as if or asking, I guess, and if if this is you know is the new normal, and if this is okay, and it's asking for people to sign it if they if they disagree with that type of ethic about chipping full fledged cliffs, full fledged roots, um, or chipping roots down to make them a grade much lower than than maybe they would go at naturally. From what I've seen online, it's uh, Louis Anderson has come out and, and sort of claimed responsibility for. For these actions and 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 from what i've read online it seems to be that he's the target of this open letter although respectfully they don't name him um in the open letter but uh from what i've seen online he's he's sort of apologized and seems to be uh changing his ways um but you know he's he's a guy who's who's sort of a really prolific developer over the last 30 years and has uh, done a lot of development in Southern California, um, obviously as well as Tensleep and uh, other spark crags around the area, and, and has this notoriety as being a chipping developer. So I'm, I'm sort of interested to see whether this sort of public declaration of of bringing this issue to the forefront is going to make a difference, or if, or if he's going to continue about ways that have been part and parcel for his root development for the last 30 years, it seems like. Yeah, and certainly. And, you know, he's well known for climbing in quarry down in uh, in Orange County, you know, a quarry. So, hey, whatever, get your drills out and, and go to town. But, you know, this idea of showing up at an established area, a place that had climbing for a really long time, has a certain ethic and then just you know, doing whatever you want to do and, and going against that ethic, which is what has occurred here. Because, you know, Louis started a ranch up there, um, you know, some cabins and campsites and things like that, uh, a, a commercial operation. And therefore, you know, certainly his, the idea of like putting up more moderates is, is something that would appeal to, you know, that commercial operation. Regardless, it sounds like it's not just him, although that's one of the people that's come out. According to this, to, to the letter, it, it seems to be directed at a group of people, but maybe people who are all sort of in his camp. Well, um, you know, I mean, just to challenge you there a bit, I don't think, and I preface this with saying that I've never climbed to Ten Sleep, but I, I don't know if Ten Sleep has been this bastion of traditional ethics by any means. Um, so I, I don't know if the if it's quite correct to characterize this as a full, you know, flouting of, of those ethics, but chipping in general certainly to the scale that it it seems to be happening here chipping in general is something the climbing community has you know not condoned for for generations now and so but it, there's this gray area of course with redevelopment where people get away with a certain level of enhancement certain level of gluing 
And then there, there is this nebulous line, you know, that people seem to cross where they make roots that are fully chipped and it's just completely lame. And so it seems to be the case that there's cliffs that are crossing that line, whatever that line is, and as nebulous as it is, and doing so in a way that has just pissed people off. Um, so it, it's an interesting discussion. It's not, I, I always see the, view the chipping discussion as not this black and white stance that is easy to take, but more as this gray area of there needs to be root developers. They need to develop roots as ethically as possible. And there's also this latitude that we give these root developers where they need to make tough decisions that the public, you know, may or may not be privy to. Ideally, they never even know. I mean, because that's like the goal, right, is, is a seamless experience for the, the future climbers. And the developers who do that really well, you know, I don't think there is a single limestone root developer who hasn't enhanced holds or chipped holds or removed rock that they didn't want to be part of their rock climb. But it's like, it's this question of, can you do this well, or are you going to get called out for it? And it seems to be that, you know, this is a, a case of someone being called out for just not only flagrant chipping, but just honestly, it must just be bad root development. Yeah, certainly. And, and you know, you, you were saying how it's, it's difficult to call this a black and white issue, but everybody wants to. And, right. and, I've, and I've seen in the comments, flat out, full on, dyed in the wool rifle climbers, you know, making these statements about how it's never okay to do this. Returning comments towards these people were like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, half of your projects, not that you did the chipping, but you're climbing on them, you know, and it's kind of like, once you start climbing on them, especially as as an avid climber of of the roots, you are basically like condoning it. So, and and I think I've had this this conversation, you know, twenty times over the last ten years with people who you know think that it's doesn't exist in climbing or it's only this super rare thing, but it actually is pretty common, as you said, when when you get into limestone uh, sport climbing in particular, that you know things don't quite go as the way you hope they would and things have to be changed and uh it's like it is it is in a lot of ways a dirty little secret because i think you have to graduate into a level of climbing where you kind of find out about it because it's generally not happening on the 510s and the 511s although that seems to be the case here yeah that's which is interesting to too but then you i mean then you'd go down this slippery slope of well you know, why is it okay on a 514 or a 513 or whatever and not okay down here? So it is very sort of tricky, but it's kind of that thing of like, well, you know it when you see it, when it's been done wrong. Yeah. Root development, I, th I think in general, just needs to be preserved as this elitist thing. And I, I'm not of the opinion that just anyone should just go out and buy a Hilti or Bosch drill and, and, a bunch of bolts and just go out and start putting up roots just because they want to contribute to the community or root developments. It's a weird thing because it's often couched in this discussion of being this selfless thing that we're giving roots to the community. And, and there's a lot of truth to that, but it's also this very selfish thing too. And very artistic thing. 
And I just don't think it's like a right fit for everyone. And there's a certain aesthetic sensibility that goes with it. And like, just as you can be a bad artist or a good artist, and, and that's subjective to who the viewer is, you can be a bad root developer or a good root developer. But I, in general, I, I think it's a, a bad thing to encourage root development among um, like a mass of people because I, I just think it needs to be this very elite thing. There needs to be an apprenticeship with people who know what they're doing and who can walk that gray line between ethical faux pas. And there also just needs to be a, a certain level of experience, I think, with knowing what hard climbing is and knowing what is possible or what could potentially be possible and what is just physically impossible. And the people who can do that really well don't get the credit they deserve, I think. And the, the people who don't do that well are often not called out. And, and so I think that's what's extraordinary about this letter is that it, there is this stance. Not only are you screwing up our cliffs, but these roots actually aren't that good. And they could be real roots, but they're being chipped down to like 510, 511 roots. And, and, and that's just lame. I mean, like, there's no two ways about that. That's, that's not... That's not a, a productive way to use our, you know, our valuable rock resources out there. If you do get into putting up, particularly sport routes, it, it's pretty obvious actually in the beginning, or at least with most people and with myself, that you think, okay, well, you know, you just get up there and sort of climb on it and put the bolts a few feet apart, and bada bing, bada boom, you got a sport climb, and it becomes really apparent really fast that that's not the case, and that. There is so much to be learned doing it. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a drag because, I mean, sometimes you do have to go out and, and make these mistakes and hopefully you're willing to fix them um, and fix them. I mean, a lot of times it involves moving bolts or just, you know, I've actually taken bolts out of something that just was going to be terrible. And I, and I just realized it and instead of just pushing through, so I got another route put up, I was just like, goodbye, I'll take that out. And then right away, too, when you get into this thing, you realize that limestone is not bullet. It's not granite. It's, it's falling apart, all, even the best of it. And, uh, and, and things are going to have to be removed. And I, when I used to do big roots up in, up in Canada, I would joke that my hammer would, should have like a pressure alarm on it. And there would be like comfort, comfortizing, you know, wouldn't cause the alarm to go off. But if you started hitting so hard that you were chipping, there would be like an alarm and then you'd have to back off. Well, what's the difference between comfortizing a hold and chipping it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. you're removing rock. and Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's an ethically, I mean, bottom line, what I, th my personal aesthetic is if there's a blank face and a clearly drilled pocket in the middle of it, I just don't like the root that much. Yeah, for sure. You know, if you're removing Like Charleston rock, style. Yeah, Charleston's out. And that, and that seems like that's what's been going on here. So I'm certainly on the side of the, the people who wrote this letter. One of the interesting things that this letter calls for is they suggest that the bolt should actually just be removed. What do you think about that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm generally pretty 
fervently against chopping bolts anywhere, anytime, because often it's out of spite. It's, it's part of um, some sort of ego duel that's going on between two people. Um, but in this case, maybe, you know, as a committee, as a group of people that seem to be, you know, sort of trying to keep this place a certain way, you know, maybe they have the clout to do something like that. But like I said, in general, chopping bolts seems to be just a, a bad place to go. At least the, most of the cases I've heard of in the past, it was. Yeah, it's a tough situation. I mean, Tensleep has more than enough roots to handle all the masses. So what would that really accomplish other than just, you know, penalize the you know, the first ascensionist for their, their bad practices? You, know, you could easily see a situation where 30 years down the road where they do need more roots, they're, they're just going to put those bolts back in. You know, the chip holds and the damage has already been done. Yeah, um, I think I think that's true. And, you know, it's like we've all seen you know, when a, a chipped hole has gotten filled in with Sika or something else like that. And, and, you know, if it's at the scale that these roots are at, you know, in terms of like fixing them or it, it's going to be just a nightmare and a mess. So, I mean, maybe that's, that is the game is to just take the walls down completely and no one goes there anymore and it gets overgrown again and is never thought of again, you know? Um, but I don't know. It, it seems, it seems like a war, is you know going to ensue in that case the more i think about it i guess i would say that i'm against removing the bolts for those roots because when my ethic is really pressed to it my ethic is i I think that more climbs are better Mm -hmm. more climbing is better uh but i don't condone chipping at all and it sounds like the you know i just I, i feel the best thing to do is to continue to push out the story and the idea that chipping is bad, especially whole scale manufacturing of drilled pockets in, in the midst of, of rock that could otherwise be climbed. But I, I just get the sense that, you know, this is like an egregious example that shouldn't have happened. And so we need to be on the forefront of, of, just continually saying that this is not okay because a lot of people don't in my experience a lot of people don't know that holds are even chipped especially a lot of new climbers like i was in uh, fontainebleau last year and we were climbing you know very classic you know seven a plus or whatever it was uh i think it was called beetlejuice and it was a really rad boulder problem, but it was completely manufactured. And I was there uh, working this thing with probably 10 other dudes. And nobody had the faintest idea that all of these holds were completely manufactured. They just didn't have that experience. I mean, that wasn't in their purview of, of climbing knowledge. And so their experience was, this is like a dope, steep problem like a gym route that's outside and we're having a great time. And uh, my experience was, you know, I'm having a good time too. This is a fun athletic thing, but I also recognize that this is completely fucking manufactured. And I, I, I don't know where I stand on that. Like, because everyone there was like just completely happy. And so I, I was sort of the only one kind of poo-pooing <laughs> the whole thing. Um 
Yeah, and, and then like I said, it could be said that you're condoning it by by climbing on it at all, you know. So yeah, yeah I mean, whatever. Uh, th- that was just the the one problem we were working on sure. that afternoon. But but yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to be that guy who just makes a stink of you know telling everyone who's around me, hey, we shouldn't climb on this. This is chipped. You know, this isn't right. We need to make a stand. There's no, there's nothing to be gained from that. And, and people like gave me side eyes when I, when I was like, man, I can't believe this is so chipped. So it it was a weird experience, but I think it just speaks to this idea that a lot of people don't even know, especially the the more people come out of gyms, they, they, they just don't know that, uh, some of the things that they climb on don't exist in nature naturally, you know, they, they're often manufactured. And, and so the ability to see that even in the first place and recognize it, I think is, I, I don't know what that adds to this discussion, but that that's an interesting element to it that a lot of people just don't even know and they don't even care. Well, I think that was the nature of this letter. And, and I think they probably mold over how do we deal with this and I'll because they mentioned in there that that one of the things that the, that concerns them is that you know younger climbers sort of under the tutelage of of these folks are are thinking that this is how you make roots this is what you should do this is how you do it and uh you know so I think a big public blow up like this is probably for the the good of that message of like hey 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 no 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 you know slow it down here we got to uh we got to protect this resource, uh, which is really what it comes down to, is protecting this resource and also, you know, for leaving it for, for people to climb harder on if they want. I think that instead of removing the bolts, what they should do is they should install like one of those historical bronze plaques right. that just like gives us history. like Of the massacre. Yeah, of the massacre. Like it's one of these Mormon massacre signs in Utah where it's just like... Uh, <laughs> the ones where they were massacred or the ones where they massacred? <laughs> the joke I was trying to make, Chris, was we should have a bronze plaque at the base of these cliffs that just say, here lie manufactured roots. Climb them if you must, but be wary because this style shall not be uh, propagated across our great lands. Right, right, right. Yeah, we could use like some very uh, religious language to, to, to really drive the message home. But I mean, I would be more in favor of something like that, an education, using them as educational tools as opposed to just removing the bolts wholesale just to just to shame the the first ascensionist, which I don't really think achieves anything. Yeah, and true. And and I think those guys I mean, I would assume that these three people uh there's probably more behind it, but the three guys that that signed their names to this deliberated about how are we gonna go about doing this. The 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 pros and cons of this letter, because I mean I I'm not sure what type of land that is i'm assuming it's forest service or blm and you know those guys get wind of this kind of crap and you know it's never good to let them get wind of it and they're going to get wind of it they already have seen this you know i've heard about public meetings for climbers where the managers had a surprising knowledge of all the comments on some hidden gross thread on super topo and started whipping them out as evidence against climbing so they know about this now and and that's never good because at, at some point you know they could they could probably push that what's happened here is illegal. 
you know, it's a, it's a defamation of a, of a public holding and, and, uh, you know, they had no right to do it and it, it, it could possibly be, be illegal. So, um, I'm sure that went through the minds of these guys that they're blowing the lid off of it could backfire on them, but, um, they probably felt strong enough that it had to be done. Well, um, I guess I'm excited to see where this goes because this, this is an important discussion right now. And, and these are the discussions we need to be having more and more as uh, the sport grows, because I don't know that people are necessarily privy to the history of climbing and, and all of the ethical discussions that we've had over the last 30 years. And it's good that uh, I, I applaud these open letter writers for bringing this discussion to the table because this is happening not just intensely, but all over the place. And it definitely had, you're right, when you said this had this old school feel to it because, I mean, a letter, like, right. just, I mean, sure, it's digital, but just the fact that it's a letter because in the, in the good old days, it would have been a letter and climbing a rock and ice. And that would have right. like started, the, started the discussion. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely got an old school feel about about it and uh but you're right it it's an ongoing thing and it's probably getting worse even than what was dealt with 20 years ago 25 years ago or or whatever there needs to be nuance there needs to be gray areas to this and but the bottom line is that i think that people need to be very cautious when they run out and buy a bolt you know drill and bolts and and just start to carve their slice of you know, ego on the cliff, you know, if I'm going to editorialize here, I, I just feel like that, that, uh, the entrance into that club needs to be a much higher payment and people need to really pay their dues and climb on different routes and talk to route developers. And they really need to understand what the potential for where climbing could go would be. And also they need to understand where the history of climbing is so that they can put up roots in a style that pays respect to those two competing elements. So I guess I got to ask you, have you climbed up there? Andrew? I have not climbed intensely, but it's only because on July 4th, which is the weekend everyone goes there, I'm usually in Drunk. rifle where no. no one is. Yeah, right. Because they're all intensely. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't. But been I do want to either. go climb up there because it sounds sick and uh, it, it looks sick. And uh, I've got a lot of friends up there, and and a lot of people, a lot of my friends have been up there, and they've always had a really good time. And uh, yeah, it seems to be something of a of a summerish crag, and I just haven't had the right setup to get up there. And I actually always end up stopping in Lander anyway. Um, even yeah, though Lander's fr- sick. Yeah, but frankly, the climbing sounds like it may be better. I don't know. Um, but yeah. actually, it, at least equal in its draw. So um, one of these days, got to get up there. The, the one other thing, nice thing about about Ten Sleep is every summer that you can always um, you can always count out a bunch of personal bests coming out of Ten Sleep. So I got to get up there. I hear that, but I, I'm wary of that that uh, myth because I'm really bad at pockets, especially drilled pockets. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you up there next summer. Okay, don't chip.
If you have a comment, topic suggestion, or just a good bit of climbing trivia, join us at our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash runoutpodcast. Or drop us a line at our webpage, runoutpodcast.com. 